Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, you can go ahead and join me standing as we pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this time together. As we dive into your word, uh, we anticipate your spirit to change us, mold us, and make us more like Jesus. Father, I pray, Father, that you will minister to your people, that we will grow in the love of God. I pray that we will grow in our knowledge of who he is. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would strip off any ideologies that we obtain from the world, that, Lord, I pray that you will renew our minds by your spirit and by your word. I pray, Father, that your love will be known to all who's here, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would make your love known, that through what you did for us on Calvary, I pray that, Lord, we will see and understand the love of God like we've never understood it before. I pray that not one person will leave here the same like they came in, Father. I pray that you'll heal bodies, re re renew minds, you'll drive out demons, you would um, do the impossible, do only what you can do, Father. Grant repentance, may there be salvation and infillings of your spirit, Father. We trust you and we, we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, Father. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? What is the immeasurable greatness of your power towards them that believe? God, I do pray, Father, that you will grant unto me your son and your servant, supernatural, divine, bold um, utterance that I may boldly make known the mystery of the gospel. Give me holy boldness to minister your word. And Father, I pray that, Lord, make my tongue of a pen of a ready writer, that I may speak forth your word with clarity, with glory. Lord, that you would minister to your people. And we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing as we look to the word. We're going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read the, the entire chapter. We are, um, I'm reading out of the English stand-up version. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not assist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. But I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I should, should know fully, even as I have been fully known. 
So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen to the reading of God's word. Amen. You may take your seat. Tonight, I want to talk about God's holy love. God's holy love. The love of God is unstoppable. We talked about that Friday night. And the love of God is also is, is undeniable. If you ever doubted the love of God, then take a look at Calvary. Look back at the cross. God's love is an everlasting love. This love is not an ordinary love. It's, it's a powerful love. The love of God is something that cannot be totally understood with our minds. It is beyond our reasonings. God's love is holy. God, God is jealous over us. How many know that God is jealous over us? One of the names of God is jealous. He says, I am jealous. My name is jealous. He's the great I am. God is jealous over us. You cannot truly love without receiving his love. First, you have to receive the love of God. His love is greater than anything and everything. God is love. He loves us with a love so powerful and beyond human that it will blow away all of our fears. The love of God. The love of God is nothing to be tampered with because it reaches the highest mountain and the lowest valley. God's love, God loves us like he loves Jesus. Let's go to a couple of scriptures. Go with me to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. This is Jesus' prayer for his disciples and even for us. John chapter 17. Let's look at verses 20 through 26. This is the Lord's prayer. This is what he's praying for his disciples, even for us. I do not ask for these things only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, and they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be one, be, become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. Notice that, that God the Father loves us like he loves Jesus. Think about that. God the Father loves us like he loves Jesus. And we know that his love for Jesus is great. When we encounter the love of God, we will never be the same. Never be the same when we encounter this love. I challenge all of us to open up our hearts tonight for the love of God to touch us in every area where we have put up walls and resisted. Let the love of God consume you tonight. Amen. Let the love of God touch your life. Let your mind be renewed concerning his love. His love is a love that will minister to you. When you understand God's holy love, then you will become secure in who God made you to be. Amen. 
So based on 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not arrogant. Love is not rude. Love does not insist on its own way. Love is not irritable or resentful. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Love rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never ends. So go with me to 1 John. This is where our text will be. 1 John chapter 4. When you got to say amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. We're talking about God's holy love. His love is holy. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Let's stop there. First, he, he talks about beloved. We talked about this term the other day. It's, it's one that means the, one that are, that the ones that are loved by God. So when he says beloved, he says you are loved by God. Yes. Love is of God. Amen? Would you agree with that? Love is of God. Love derives and comes from God. It, if, you, if you love, then you are born of God. I'm not talking about human love. I'm talking about God's love. God's unconditional love. The love that will love you regardless of what you're doing. God's love. So whoever loves is born of God and knows God. We are talking about the love of God. You cannot truly know God unless you love people. Unless you love people. It is inseparable. You say you know God, then that means you're going to love. It, it, it's, they're, they're twins. When, as you pursue God, you will love people. Amen. Amen? It cannot be separated. Some people say, well, I love God, but I don't like his creation. Well, you don't really know God. You really don't love God. Amen? And so the scripture tells us that those who know God love God, love his people. It is the indication that you know God. The measuring stick that you know God is how you love people. Amen? Amen. Everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And he that doesn't love does not know God. So as you know and you pursue God, you're going to pursue the very thing that is precious in his sight. And that's people. That's people. People who know God. You're talking about knowing God. Daniel says, they that know their God shall do great exploits. And, and as we know God, we, we're going to serve God's people. We're going to serve the people of the world. We're going to reach out. Amen? They know God. They that walk in constant fellowship know God because God is love. God is love. Notice that it says that God is not, it, it didn't just say that God has love, but that he is love. He is the definition of love. Yes. Amen? Yes. It says God is love. It's not that he just only has love, but he is love. That, this is who he is. God is love. So we can go back to 1 Corinthians 13 where it says love is kind. We can say God is kind. God is patient. Amen? God does not re, does not, is not arrogant. He does not boast. He, do, he does not envy. God is not resentful. God does not rejoice at wrongdoing. 
God rejoices with the truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. He hopes all things. God never is. God is love. Are you with me tonight? He is not that he has love only, but he is love. He is the definition of love. And tonight we're talking about the God's holy love. God's holy love. His love is holy. His love is righteous. Let's look at verse 9. It says this. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his own son into the world so that we may live through him. This is how God demonstrated his love for us, by sending Jesus to die for us, that we may live through him. The song that we sung tonight, in him we live and move and have our being, and we're nothing without him. Without Christ, we cannot live. Without Christ, we cannot live. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, he that has the Son has he that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundant. So if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. And so the Bible says God demonstrated his love by sending Jesus for us to die for us so that we may live through him. Do you know that we are living in Christ today? We, it's not that Christ. We, our, our very lives are dependent upon Christ. Our very relationship with God, our very fellowship with God is dependent upon Christ. That Christ is our righteousness. Christ is um, our sanctification. He is the wisdom of God. First Corinthians talks about that. Chapter 1. Let's look at verse 10. Verse 10 says this. It says, in this is love. Not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Let's stop there. Here we see that the focus is not on us. Notice it's that God loved us first. He loved us first. It's not that we love God. We didn't just say, oh, I love you, God. No, God sent his son. And that word propitiation means that Jesus received the wrath of God or the judgment of God and removed it from us who believe in him. Amen. So we're no longer under the judgment of God, but now we're under his favor. We're under his grace. God loved us, not, that, um, not the other way around. He sent Christ to be our sacrifice. Jesus was separated from the Father that we may be received by the Father. Jesus was cursed so that we may be blessed. Jesus was separated, uh, in other words, Jesus was crushed so that we may be new creation. The great exchange took place. That Jesus took our place. Our sins was placed upon him, and his righteousness was placed on us. And we're righteous today because of Christ. Christ took our place. The Bible says God made Christ to be sin for us that we may become the righteousness of him, of righteousness of God in him. Verse 11, let's look at verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Because we are loved by God, we, we are to love one another. His love for us empowers us 
to love one another. Are you with me? If it wasn't for his love, we couldn't love one another. True love. True love. God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us. Therefore, we are to lay our lives down for one another. Do you see this? We can't love until we understand the holy love of God for us, for ourselves. God loved us so that we can love one another. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfect in us. I'm sweating again. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 12 again, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Let's take a look at this. The proof that God lives in us is that we love our brothers and our sisters. Yes. If you're loving people today, it's because God abides in you. So no one has seen God, but they see us. So if God is going to be seen in action, then we're going to have to love one another. Amen? And as we display this love, you remember the scripture in John, it says, the world will know that we are his disciples because of our love one to another. When we love each other, people see and recognize that God sent Jesus. They know that we are his disciples. And they are seeing God at work. You know, if you want to see God at work, see God, when we love each other, God is at work. He's dealing with our lives. And the scripture says that it is God that's working in us, and, our, and the love of God is perfected in us. Verse 13, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. He's given us of his spirit. The spirit of God within us lets us know that we are abiding in God. And he is in us. God has given us his spirit as a down place placement uh, for our redemption, as a payment for our redemption. Ephesians chapter 1 talks about how the spirit of God, we are sealed with the spirit of God. And the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. Yes. Did you know that you can grow in love? Did you know that this, this evening? That you can actually grow in the love of God. Just like you can grow in the knowledge of God, you can grow in the love of God. Yes. Growing in, in a sense that your love for God can increase. And your love for humanity can increase as well. As you love God, as you love God, God will cause you to love your neighbor. Amen. Love begets love. Amen? Amen? The more you love, the more your love will grow. <laughs> Amen? Um, like the song we sung, I, I, Lord, I'm going to love you forever. The more we love God, the more our love for God will grow. Amen? It's not that God's love towards us will grow, but our love towards God will grow. Just like our knowledge of God grows, right? The Bible says in Peter that our knowledge, we should grow in the knowledge and the saving knowledge of Jesus. We should constantly be growing in our awareness and our knowledge of who God is. And so our love can abound. Our love can grow. How many know that we don't have all the love that there is? We can grow in this area. Amen? 
the best gift of all is love. But how do we grow in the love of God? It's because the more you practice loving people, the more that, that love is perfected in you. The more that that love is mature. You can mature in the love of God. The holy love of God. Your awareness of how much God loves you can increase. You can become more and more aware that he loves you. Amen. A year from now, a year from, I challenge everyone here, a year from now, if you're alive, I challenge that for you to grow in your awareness that God loves you. Grow in your knowledge that he loves you and that he is jealous over you. And then grow in your love for God's people. Grow in that. Grow in kindness. Grow in patience. Grow in rejoicing in truth. Grow in not being resentful. Grow in the love of God. Amen? Amen. Love begets love. The more you understand God's love for you, the more you will grow in the love for your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Love grows love. The more I spend time with God, the more my love for God will increase. The more my love for God's people will increase. Amen. Look at verse 14. And we have seen it and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. John was an eyewitness of the living Christ. Father God sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world. Verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Notice, as I love my neighbor, God is abiding in me. God is living and making his dwelling place in me. And as I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God, God is abiding in me. You remember the scripture in 1 Corinthians 12? It says that no one can say that Jesus is Lord unless the Holy Spirit empowers him. You cannot say that Jesus is Lord. I'm talking about with conviction and faith. You can't say that Jesus is Lord unless God is at work within that person. The same here, that any person confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. God lives in him, and he in God. Let's look at verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Take a look at this. We've come to know the love of Christ. We've come to know the love of God, right? How many of y'all are born again? Saved. Who's saved here tonight? That means that you have come to know God's love. Amen? And it goes on, it talks about, it says, we've come to know that love and believe that love. How many believe that God loves you? Amen. We can increase our faith in the love of God. You must know this love and believe this love. You have to believe that God loves you. You have to believe that Christ died for you and that God is love. Believe that with all your heart that God is love and that he sent Jesus for my, to die for me. This is who he is. God is love. Do you hear me? That God is love. God is love. He is love. Not that, that, that he just has love, but he is love. He's love. If you abide 
in love, then God is in you and you are abiding in God. Are you with me? God is at work in you. As you love, the more you grow in the love of God, the more God is abiding. That means that you, you've been filled with the fullness of God. How many can be filled with the Spirit, not only one time, but continually being filled with the Spirit of God? We, 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 can, we need more love. There's a song I was listening to earlier. More love, more power, more of God in my life. More. That's more. How much is it's too much? It's not too much. He's a God of more than enough. He's, the Bible says, Psalm 23, my cup runneth over. He's a God that wants to run your cup over. Wants to fill you to overflowing. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll be filled with the love of God. Amen? We need to be filled with his spirit more and more and more. God is love. God is love. Verse 17. Verse 17 says this. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is... So also are we in this world. Let's take a look at this. The love of God is maturing in us. When we're walking and abiding in love, that love is being perfected in our lives. The proof that we're saved is that we are walking in the love of God. This love is being perfected in us daily. Because of this love is maturing in our lives, we can have confidence on the day of judgment. Are you with me? If you're not growing in love, you're not growing in God. Let me say that again. If you're not growing in love, you're not growing in God. How many want to grow in God? Grow in love. Grow in love. Work on your love life. Make sure that you're loving, you're doing and obeying 1 Corinthians 13. That you're constantly growing in the love of God. And the Bible says, as we grow in this love, check this out, we can have confidence on the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. As you grow in the love of God, you become more like Christ. And as you become like Christ, you become a reflection of him on the earth. Are you with me? As you grow in the love of Christ, you become a reflection of Christ on the earth. And so, therefore, you can have confidence in the day of judgment that you don't have to be afraid because you are constantly maturing in the love of God. You want to see if, if you grow, how do you know you're growing spiritually? You look at your love life. How are you loving people? Are you really loving, are you loving people when they hurt you? No, it's okay. It's, you know, it's easy to love when, when somebody's loving you back. But how do you love when they're not loving you back? God, Jesus commands us to love our enemies. Oh, how many have some enemies? Who has enemies? Love them. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. How do you love someone who has hurt you real bad? You look for ways to bless them. You pray for them. Don't have envy or jealousy in your heart for them. But you pray for them. Because when you're praying for somebody that you have ill will in your heart towards, God will start working on you. Amen? Amen. So whenever you, this week, I promise you, I'm prophesying to you, this week you're going to have some opportunities to put this message into practice. This week you will. 
You will. There's some people that God is going to assign in your life this week to bring out the worst in you. But you got to remember love. Remember love. God loves me, therefore I am empowered to love my neighbor. Are you with me? I'm empowered to love my enemies. This week, God is going to set you up to put to work this message. There's going to be some people who are going to talk about you this week. But you don't talk back. You don't talk about them. You bless them. There's going to be some people this week that's going to curse you out. You bless them. I want you to look, prepare your money, prepare your finances to be a blessing to somebody who's going to curse you out. Yeah, that's the love of God. I don't know about you, but I want to grow in the love of God. I want to, when people are talking about me, I want to love them enough to say, you know, I heard what you said about me, but I love you anyway. I forgive you. I forgive you. I release you from any hurt. I don't, I, God loves me. So if you, even though you are talking about me, putting me down, his love is greater than what your, your opinion. Your opinion is one thing, but God's opinion of me is greater than your opinion. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And God is working in me. The power that worketh in me, he's able to take me beyond your opinion of me. Amen. Amen. This is the opportunity to put your Christianity to work. How many got some people in your home that, you, that gets on your nerves? Yeah, yeah. This is the opportunity for you to love the hell out of them. Love the hell out of them. Pray for them, intercede for them, and be a blessing to them. How can I bless those? How can I bless everyone I come in contact with? What can I do to be a blessing? Amen. And begin, I want, you, I want to challenge you to pray this week for you to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. Say, Lord, make me an answer to somebody's prayer. How many of y'all need some money? All right, begin to pray that how can you bless somebody else with money? Amen. How can I how, how can I be empowered and enrich somebody else's life? How many need some encouragement? To go out and be an encouragement to somebody else. I challenge you, go pick out a card for somebody to make them smile. That's the love of God at work. Amen. So this this love is perfected as we as we mature. In the love, in the holy love of God, we're becoming more like him. We will be a reflection of God on the earth, a reflection of Christ on the earth. It says, in that day, we'll, we'll, we'll not fear because that love is perfected in us. That love is proof that we're his. Are you with me? What, how do you know you're God's child? Because of that love in your heart. Amen. How do you know you're a child of God? Because God's love is working in you. See, you cannot, you cannot hate anyone if you're a child of God. Amen? You cannot hate anyone. No matter what they do, you got to love them. It, it, it comes back to the love of God. Look at verse 18. Verse 18. It says, there is no fear in love. How many know God? There's, when you love, when you understand God's love for you, there's no fear in love. But it goes on and says that perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment or torture or torment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. When we talk about perfect love, we're talking about mature love. The love of God. There is no torture 
in, whole, in the holy love of God. We don't have to be afraid of anything because God's love is driving out fear in our lives. If you, if you are experiencing any type of fear besides the fear of God, you are being tormented. You've been tormented. And God's love has not matured in your life. I know some of us have fears. We have the fear of man. We're afraid of what man may say and do to us. But my Bible tells me not to fear the one who can kill my body, but fear the one who can kill my body and my soul. We are not to have any kind of fear outside of the fear of God. Do you know that over 365 times in the Bible, God commands his people to fear not? That's a, that's a fear not for every day. Fear not. Fear not. And so as we are perfected or mature in the love of God, we won't have any fear. We won't have any fear. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have any type of fear but the fear of God in my life. I don't want to be afraid of anyone or anything. Trials may come, but realize God's love for me cannot be, I cannot be separated from that love. And as I grow in my knowledge of the love of God, as I'm aware of how much he loves me, I, I have confidence and I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid of a snake because he's the God who can speak to that snake and make that snake run for his life. Are you with me? Do you believe that God can speak to animals? Oh, let's go look at Daniel. In Daniel, in the book of Daniel, God spoke to some lions in the den. And that lion did not eat that night. Are you with me? God spoke to the, the big fish, or we call it the well, in, in, in Jonah. And that well threw up Jonah, spit up Jonah. Are you with me? God can speak to some animals. Look at um, the prophet that was speaking to a donkey, and the donkey started speaking to it. God can speak to animals. So we're not to be afraid of animals. God has all authority. All power is in his hands. God, don't be afraid. Don't ever be afraid because God is your maker. And as you understand his love for you, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid to go into a new relationship. Don't be afraid of being hurt because God can heal that hurt. Are you with me? Don't be afraid to make new friends. Just because some old friends hurt you, doesn't, it doesn't, don't let that fear of being hurt stop you from progressing in the love of God. Are you with me? If you fail a class, don't be afraid to take that class over and succeed. God is able to give you the wisdom and the knowledge to be successful. Don't be afraid to step out and do the things that God has called you to do. Are you with me? The, fear, the love of God drives the fear of anything and everything out of our lives except for the fear of God. We're not to be afraid. God's holy love, his holiness will burn out that fear. It will drive that fear away. We're not to be afraid. If you're walking down the street at night and you're afraid of, of the drug dealers and the gang members, realize that God is able to take that drug, life, drug dealer life just like that. Are you, with, are you with me? The Bible says in Psalm 91 that he's, he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. Don't be afraid of demons. Don't be afraid of people doing witchcraft because God is able to cause the witch doctor to fail at his spell. Are you with me? God has all power. He has all power. If we believe in the power of the name of Jesus, we can call on that great name. 
That name has enough power ever to cause lives to be changed and mouths to shut up. Are you with me? That power, the power of God, God's power is greater than any other power. Amen. Amen. If having confidence in the love of God, knowing that God loves you, don't be afraid of losing your house because God is able to provide for you. God is able to cause money to come your way. God is faithful. Amen? Don't be afraid. Fear torments people, but the love of God sets them free. I don't know about you, but I want to be free tonight. I want to be free to love, free to, to live life the way God intended it to be. I don't have to be afraid anymore. I can be who God made me to be. I don't have to be afraid of, of killings, and, and, and I don't have to be afraid of diseases hitting our land because God is greater. <laughs> God is greater. Amen? Amen. There's no demon in hell or on earth can ever affect my walk with God. I can pray. I have a father who watches over me. I have a father who's fathering me. I don't have to be afraid of yielding to temptation, for he's the one to keep me from falling. The Bible says in Jude, now to him that is able to do, uh, to keep me from falling. He's able to keep you from falling. Amen. Amen. Verse 19 says this, we love God because he first loved us. The only reason why we love God is because he first loved us. God reached out to us, and therefore we respond to that holy love. Verse 20, it says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. The Bible says all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. You are a liar if you say you love God, but you hate his people. If you hate anybody, you are a liar. The Bible says, you can, how is it that you say you love God whom you've never seen, and yet you hate your brother who you see daily or weekly? I mean, imagine that. We have never seen God. We've never seen God. And anybody who tells you they've seen God, they're a liar. We have never seen God. And God, the scripture tells us, it challenges us. It says, you say you love God. I can say, who loved God? Everybody probably left, raised their hand. But then you say you hate your brother. You are a liar. That's what the Bible says. See, you can't hate and love at the same time. There is no thin line between love and hate. It's either love or hate. Either you love God and love people, or you hate God and hate people. You cannot love God whom you've never seen and say that you hate his creation whom you see daily. How is it that man, us human beings, are made after the image of God, after the similitude of God, and you say you hate the very thing that God created, and you say you love God? This is, this is strong languages. This is a hard saying. You cannot say you love God and you have never seen God. You have never seen, I've never seen God. But yet, if you love God, you will love his people. Amen. Verse 21. It says, in this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. 
If you love God, then you will love his people. This is no, there is no denying this reality. This is a certainty. You cannot love God and not love the very thing that is precious to him. He is love. Therefore, we are children of love. Amen? We are children of love. Let, let's go to one other passage before we close. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 14. We're talking about God's holy love, his holy love. I don't know about you, but I want to grow in the love of God. Do you know that you are precious in the sight of God? That he loves you. God loves you. Amen. God is in love with you. There's nothing you can do to stop him from loving you. Romans 8 says, what can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Death, famine, violence, perils, danger cannot separate us from the love of God. Nothing. I want you to walk away from this conference being confident in the love of God. Standing sure. When I go and approach God, God, I thank you that you love me. You love me with an everlasting love. Your love for me is forever. Hallelujah. God's love for us is forever. I can't fail the love of God. God. I can't make the love of God stop it. God's love is unstoppable. It's undeniable. That the fact that you woke up this morning, that's his love. His mercies are new every day. He, when you wake up, he smacks you with his mercy. Psalm 23 says, um, um, the Bible says, um, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Next time you go walk and look behind you because you got goodness and mercy following you. Goodness, goodness, and mercy following you all the days of your life. Everywhere you go, you got goodness and mercy. They're, they're there to follow you and bless you. The one scripture says that the blessings of the Lord chases us down and overtakes us. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. This is a prayer that you should pray. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth, on earth, is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. How many know that we need, number one, that, I, that the families in heaven and earth are named after Father God? You know, as a man, my wife takes my name, and my son takes my name. Guess what? When we become Christians and born-again believers, God gives us his name. He names us. You are Christians. In Revelation, he says he's going to brand out his name, impress his name on our foreheads. Amen. Amen. We belong to him. So Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees unto the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you strength with power, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. How many know that we need some strength? We need some power. Amen. Sometimes you get weak, spiritually speaking. You get weak. You need to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent to strengthen you for the race that we're running. And it says, verse um, 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. 
We, we know that Christ lives in us. The Bible says in Colossians that Christ in us, the hope of glory. What is the hope of glory? It is the living reality of the presence of God. Do you know that God's presence is inside of us? We are carriers of that presence. Everywhere we go, see, see, God in the Old Testament didn't dwell inside of his people. He dwelled with, with, um, with temples made with human hands. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, the Spirit of God dwells on the inside of us. Oh, yeah. Amen? Yeah. He lives. We are his temple. He is, his, his abiding presence is forever in us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen? We are not alone. Yes. Amen? Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you uh, as orphans. But I'm going to send the comforter, the spirit of truth. He's going to abide on, with you and in you. He's going to guide you into all truth. Amen. Amen. So here's the scripture. It says that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we've been rooted and grounded in what? What's the next part? In love. We need to be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Are you with me? Rooted in ground. That means that we need to have some, some, some um, stability in the love of God. We need to have faith in the love of God. We need to be like a tree that cannot be moved. The scripture says, I shall not be moved. Moved from what? Moved from the love of God. Rooted and grounded in love. May, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth. In other words, because we're rooted in love, we may be able to comprehend and understand how we are to love all our brothers and our sisters. The height, the depth, the length of that love. Are you with me? And then the next part says that you may know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Let's stop there. Here Paul is saying that that word to know means to experience. To know by experience. Just like a man knows his wife sexually, that word know is to experience the love of Christ which surpasses your understanding. That means you're not going to understand this love. This love. God wants you to experience his love on a daily basis. And then it goes on and says, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God wants you to be filled with the fullness of God. One translation says that you may be a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. God wants you to be so filled of him that you're loving, you're rooted and grounded in that love, and you're able to comprehend with all the saints. Then in verse 20 says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. God is able to fulfill that prayer in our life. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God's love is an everlasting love. It can, this love cannot be shaken. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yes. Let me give you five practical steps. Of, of applying God's holy love. This is five steps. Number one, meditate on God's love daily. Meditate on God's love daily. Always thinking about how much he loves you. Think about it. Pray about it. Um, study the scriptures about it. That God loves me. Meditate on God's love daily. Number two, pray for God's love to grow in your life. 
God, I pray that your love will abound more and more in my life. May I walk in that love. May, may I understand the love better. Number three, believe God's love for you. Believe God's love for you. You got to believe that God loves you. Amen? How many believe that God loves you? Amen. Man, you got to believe that. You got to have faith for that. And then number four, love people regardless. Love people regardless. And number five, practice 1 Corinthians 13 daily. Practice 1 Corinthians 13 daily. Go over 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 8 daily and, and practice. Put into practice. Again, number one, meditate on God's love daily. Number two, pray for God's love to grow in your life. Number three, believe God's love for you. Number four, love people regardless. And number five, practice 1 Corinthians 13 daily. Amen. God's holy love. God is in love with you. You are precious in the sight of God. Join me standing.